0: you've had a listing and they just went in for a buyer's visit and you get a call right after. And the, like the, the first thing that pops in my head, I'm like, Oh crap, what, what's wrong now? You yeah. know what I mean? And like a lot of times it's just like it a was great. question or like who's, who's the hydro company or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I think if you can try to approach whenever you get those kinds of calls or emails, like just it's, it's part of the transaction. Nothing's the end of the world. You can work through anything. And a lot of times it's really not as bad as you think it is.
1: Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills.
0: Welcome to another episode of Level Up. I'm Katie. I'm here with Daniel today and we are talking about teaming up and collaborating with other agents to get a deal done and the importance of having a really strong relationship with those people. I recently had a couple deals that happened in that way where we were working together and trying to make everything happen and the difference in experience not only for us but as well as our clients was just far better and so I really wanted to bring this to this podcast and just talk about it a little bit more because I think it's something that we often overlook.
1: We do yeah and we've had knock on wood a very strong real estate market if you're on this side of the industry right now and when you've got A lot of people looking, it creates a lot of tension as we know for clients and there's so much value in having the professionals representing them, not just being professional for their clients, but being really strong with each other. And like you said, you've had a couple of really good deals that have had that experience. I've had a couple this year also where, knock on wood, I mean, I want to say it's the norm rather than the exception that everybody's operating like this. But sometimes when you really get an exceptionally strong person across the table, it correlates directly to how well and smooth the deal goes and how good everybody feels about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, there's several mistakes we often make um, as realtors and things that I've done in the past. One thing is not necessarily talking bad about the other agent, but making comments about how they're being and how you know it's not necessarily making the deal easy when when there are instances like that. And so I always have, well, I've learned that keeping that stuff to myself is always helpful because the moment your client is aware of any struggles you're having on the other side, it leads to a lot of distrust on their end and they're less likely to want to, work in good faith and, and just want to make the deal happen because they feel like the other side isn't being real or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, we, we've established that your client trusts what you say. You're their professional. Yeah. So what you say in a lot of sense is if you're doing your job, they're putting a lot of faith in your words. And so you need to be really careful in The way that you explain how things are going because deals don't go smoothly most of the time. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they're going badly, but it's our job to address the issues and challenges that happen. And it's really easy. And a lot of people use as a cop out the, you know, waiter blaming the kitchen approach, Mm -hmm. where it's easy to say the person your client can't speak to is the one who's the problem. Yeah, exactly. And i mean i i've run into this where inadvertently the other side has been a problem Mm -hmm. and not from a excuse perspective but just in a being honest and trying to explain things perspective even when you're not being malicious your client can take things in a pretty rough way yeah and it will serve you badly down the road. It does not do you any favors other than in the moment, making you maybe feel like you can breathe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It's still your job to deal with challenges, even if they are in reality, the person across the table from you.
0: Yeah. And I think also clients do feel at ease when you present them with an offer and you... Talk about how you've worked with this agent in the past or this ep- agent has a very good reputation. Not that you should say that all the time, but if there is an instance where you know this agent is really good, it's. I think it's something that's important to note because it does make – during that time, especially during negotiation, your client can be very – stressed out and just have a lot of emotions going on. And it really puts them at ease knowing that the other side is easy to work with and will ultimately, you'll ultimately come to a fair deal at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Like you started by saying teamwork and collaboration. And I don't think everybody as clients or in the industry necessarily looks, necessarily looks at it that way. And they should, because just because it, yeah. you've got differing objectives from the other person in the deal... When you're working as a team, everything goes better. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) And so to build, though, on your first point about not speaking ill of the other person, it's not just with your clients, right? Like, you're going to have your own opinions. We're not telling you love everybody you deal with because there will be challenging situations. But keep it to yourself globally speaking. Like, your client is the most important person to keep calm and to keep positive with. But don't go out there in the industry either and talk about the challenges you have with individuals because these are people, forget this transaction, these are people you will or may cross paths with in the future. These are people who, you know, are helping shape your reputation as much as you're shaping theirs. So be respectful, understand that things are not always going to go easy and rather than complain and spread negativity, do what you can. It's not always going to work, but do what you can to try to build that positive connection with the person you're having challenges with, because that's always going to end better than openly struggling and blaming and and being angry at whatever you might be dealing with.
0: Yeah. Well, there's, and there's, it's funny in, in, with social media, with realtors, we tend to all follow each other, which, you know, defeats the purpose of trying to make connections with people that you want to do business with. But on the flip side, it does help tremendously. I've, I've worked with people who I've been Facebook friends with before. I've never met them, but I've seen their work. And that really helps to build upon the reputation that I have in my head about that person. And to do go a little bit further on the flip side of talking negatively about people, if you do have a great experience with an agent most of them do have either a google page or a facebook page that you can leave a review on that goes a really long way and i i don't know i just find that's a great tip what you're like rolling your eyes at me right no, now No, i i
1: I'm, have you actually done, <laughs> I that? Have done that you've left google reviews yes. for other agents i've
0: left facebook reviews on their page oh, yeah okay well, that's good.
1: No, well, I, I, I agree I think, with it. No, no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying don't do it. I just didn't think you've ever done that no, before. No, I
0: have. No, and like, because there's so many people that get the bad reviews from like just randos out there and it really hurts their reputation. So if you do have a good experience with somebody, you, you should talk about it because not a lot of people do.
1: Well, I, I do agree with the value of sharing how good people are for sure with people, especially when you're talking to your own clients, especially when you're, I mean, from a referral perspective, we do not like leaving our zone and we don't recommend for people we work with or people on our team that they go out of their comfort zone or their area either. And we've talked about this at length. And so having a strong network and being able to confidently reach out to and recommend people who are great in your industry Mm -hmm. also helps forge relationships and it's an extra resource you have, right? Like other people who are good, who you can reach out to, like you said, whether or not you've even met them before, if you just have connections and trust them, it just makes you stronger as a professional as well because you've built a more positive network for yourself.
0: Yeah. And we know plenty of people that have such a strong referral network within the industry. And I was listening to a podcast the other day talking at this guy who just gets a lot of leads and will just refer them to people in that specific area. And he said, I can refer five people and make... More money on the referral side versus working with those individuals and getting them a deal. So, like, there is a lot of power in in that referral relationship because you do get something out of it at the end of the day.
1: It's ha- it's having a team for people who yeah you know like the idea of a team from the perspective of support and the perspective of you know, diluting how busy they are with each transaction. Imagine how great it would feel if you've got 10 deals on the go that you're getting a piece of, and you're not doing the legwork on any of them other than trusting a really strong person who is taking care of your people. And who
0: knows the market that your clients are looking within.
1: Right. That doesn't mean just give away deals in your market to people. No, no, exactly.
0: Yeah. But uh, so building on that, like I think it's important also to recognize the things that you can do in your control that can make the deal that much easier for the other side and hopefully the other side reciprocates. Um, But one of those things is your paperwork. I think we've all dealt with other agents who have either provided impeccable, impeccable, that's a, tongue twister impeccable paperwork where everything is filled out right all the signatures are in the right spots and then <laughs> there's the other ones where it's like honestly like throw up on a piece of paper and you're like how wh- what am i supposed to do with this you know what i mean and those are extremes obviously <laughs> usually you're working somewhere I've never, in the middle for the
1: record i've never had throw up on a piece of paper before <laughs> no
0: but like there's things where you're looking at it and it's like what, like, this doesn't even either doesn't make sense. It's not accurate. The signatures aren't where they are. Like the moment signatures aren't where they are. I get a little worried in terms of competency.
1: For me, it's also if the paperwork doesn't reflect the discussion, which Mm. is another thing like, and and we'll get to communicate because communication is the biggest thing for me. But, but from a paperwork perspective, if, If you agree to something in principle or you talk about things or whatever it is and then you get paperwork Mm -hmm. and it's something different, number one, as a professional, make sure you're checking it and not just trusting the paper that you get because you've had a good conversation. But it is really frustrating if you need to go back and say, I thought we talked about this or why isn't this changed? Or to your point, stuff that should be done like signatures or irrevocables that don't Mm -hmm. that aren't right. Like if you're creating additional steps for the other side and ultimately yourself, if you're not doing the paperwork completely, like remember if you do it wrong, the other side will make an adjustment and initial it unnecessarily. And then you'll have to probably get it back and initial the change you didn't make the first time around. So take the extra time because it obviously serves you well, but it's so much better for the person you're working with to, just appreciate that you're on the ball and,
0: and it's easy to, your, to work with. And it speaks to your experience as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people like I, that's the comment I got from my most recent deal is that he said to me, you obviously know what you're doing because like your paperwork is all in, in place. And obviously he's had similar situations that we've all probably had where it hasn't been so, so great. So that really helps. But then the other factor is the communication, as you were saying.
1: Yeah, That's like, so important. It is, bar none, the number one, two, three, down to a hundred thing for me is the ability to relate and connect and be real and be honest with somebody. And it doesn't mean that you aren't doing a job for your client and protecting their interests and, and all those things, but the degree of... of happiness that everybody has when you and the other person can just talk about things and be clear and trust each other
0: and respond in a timely manner
1: timely (laughs) that's that's my
0: biggest pet peeve it's like you've got an offer for somebody and it's like you can't even get a hold of the person
1: well that's it like think about it in a in a busy market especially almost every client i deal with has a preconceived notion about the industry and a preconceived notion about agents. And it's up to us not just to show how we are the professionals we are and we're serving their interests in, a, in the way they expect, but also the people we're dealing with are not out to get anybody. Everyone's out for the same goal on it. Everybody wants to get a deal done. Everybody wants to be happy at the end of the day. And that's so much easier when everybody can just talk like normal people about it. It's not adversarial. It doesn't need to be. Mm -hmm. And so the demeanor you have, being polite, responding quickly, um, responding clearly, asking questions when you don't know, being honest when you don't know the answer to something and finding out in Mm -hmm. a timely manner if somebody asks you a question. All these things are just... They sound like common sense, but they don't happen as often as people might think. Right?
0: Yeah, and it. I think the communication methods as well are, are very important. It's important to pick up the phone and have a conversation when you're going to be putting together an offer for somebody and working it through, because a, a conversation builds such such a higher connection with somebody versus an email or a text. So that's something I would recommend as well. well
1: and, and the clarity in a phone call.
0: absolutely.
1: Words can get really confused in a text or an email.
0: Yeah, and or so, tone or, you know, whatever it is. Well,
1: th- this also goes back to another thing, which is the mirroring of people. You are who you are and you shouldn't change your approach, but you should be aware of the person you're dealing with and how they do deals and the stress that might be going on on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there's <laughs> right. my my episode I'm like I don't know what that is it's like indigestion or something something's like finding its way from my chest up to my mouth but it's stopping at my throat and then going back down it's, you know what it's like you know that carnival game where you hit the hammer on the thing and the thing yeah, goes up and down mole, like the bowl no, 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 not the mole. Uh, the strength test. The oh, I thought you
0: were thinking about And you're wrong. trying to hit the bell yeah, yeah. at the top.
1: So, like, <laughs> the thing's, like, in my stomach, and it's not... Like, the bell's my mouth, but it's not making it there. But it's back down now. Oh, that's good. Glad. Glad um, for you. But, yeah. So, speaking about matching and whatnot, um, you, want, you want to try to meet the person that you're talking to in the middle of your two personalities, I think is the best way to put yeah, it. Yeah,
0: because not everybody's going to be the same as you. Some people are like uber professional, don't want to like talk anything but business. Right. Which is, I, I totally respect that. And that's, you know, the nego- the way they negotiate. Um,
1: and, and you need to be respectful of that. Yeah. And it again, it doesn't mean if that's not you, like mm-hmm. it's, it's very recent that both of us dealt in a deal with a very professional realtor Mm -hmm. who is extremely black and white and quick and short and busy. And I think each of us maybe took mildly different approaches with him, but the response was always the same. It was almost like meet him where he is or this conversation will be. It's
0: like running in my head like who is this? Yeah,
1: well, I mean, and and this isn't, it's not speaking ill of him or good of him or anything, but he was a different cut of meat than we are. Um, and so going at it with this sort of personality of like being jovial and happy and Hey deal, blah, blah, blah. You know, that really wasn't the right approach and neither of us took that. And the only way to get a real response was just to kind of, I guess, go to that side a little bit more to speak in a way that was going to be comfortable for him. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Right. But on the other side, you know, if everybody has that attitude and people are just, looking to be like i want to believe everybody in this industry is wanting to have good relationships and good conversations like yeah. it's it's hard to believe that someone's in this industry which is a relationship industry mm-hmm. and all they want to do is take care of their clients and everyone else is the enemy doesn't make sense to me, yeah, although. But
0: it's it's natural to kind of think that way because you're kind of on two opposite sides, wanting to, different goals. In the sense that the price is something that you're the, the bigger thing you're negotiating on. Right. But if you can switch your mindset to think you're you're all working towards a deal at the end of the day. Right. If you don't get a deal done, nobody's happy. So try to look at it in that way and i think that's really helpful because then it it kind of takes down your barriers helps you feel a little bit more comfortable obviously you're not going to tell them everything and blurt out my client's lowest price is this yeah um but you know what we mean you guys are all professionals so
1: well yeah and uh, again this is it's it's in your communication to that other agent and it's also in how you communicate the overall thing to your own clients as well right mm-hmm. because you're going to not have like again no no transaction is simple none of them just gets to, i mean once in a blue moon yeah, you just some. show up and give somebody what they're looking for and they say great and it's firm and everybody's just loving life yeah right but there's this inherent um feeling in most people that you know the number that they're asking what if if i know what they want i want to do a little bit better mhm Right Or if I know what they're going to offer me, I want to get a little bit more. And everybody wants to win and everybody wants to feel good about it. So it's our job to do that with the agent who we're working with so that everybody is a winner. Because... All these deals get done. I don't believe everybody who's buying and selling real estate is feeling like they lost or feeling like they could have done better. Hopefully like not. when they sign the paper, they're happy with what they came to. Mm-hmm. It's that journey to get there and afterwards. And that's another thing we should mm-hmm. talk about. When you're dealing with somebody, um, a sign of a great relationship is that it doesn't die the moment the paper is signed. Right. You want to be able to know that you can trust to reach out to this person in that period after you go firm to when you close and even after you close. We were talking to one of our agents yesterday about stuff that happens way after the fact and as an agent who represented somebody who bought a place, you might not know things to help your client if they run into things afterwards. The same way as a a listing agent, after the fact, people might have questions for you and it's so nice to know that you forged a relationship with somebody on behalf of your clients uh, or in some cases I've been comfortable enough where the listing agent has said, I don't mind reaching out and and yeah. giving the answers to your client. Like it's not the forbidden rule, especially yeah. when you've got a good relationship. Um That's the idea. You're going to, even if you never do another deal with them ever again, that's not the point. It's building your network. It's building strong bonds. And it's having um, proper practices that are going to serve you well. Like it's very do what you'd want others to do for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, so if your paperwork's great, um, it doesn't necessarily mean the other side is going to be like that. And you shouldn't expect it, but... I think we all know that when we do get a really professional person on the other side it just it's like a breath of fresh air honestly and I'm not saying and I'm not saying like the rest of the industry is bad I'm just saying that it's it's just nice when you can trust the other person in, in the sense that we you both want the same thing at the end of the day and and are working towards a goal that is going to make both of your clients happy.
1: For sure. This also ties into the not telling yourself stories and creating a narrative about the other person that might not be true. Yeah. Right? We talk about that, about yourself or about the people around you. But if you're convinced, like we said, some clients are convinced that the industry or that people in it are, are ill will or, or are out there to get you, that's going to manifest itself in the way you deal with people. And you're going to go into these transactions with the wrong mindset about the people you're dealing with. Yeah. And when you've got that mindset, even when they're being great and saying the right things, it's very easy to interpret anything however you want. Oh, absolutely. Right? If you're expecting an answer in 20 minutes and you get it in an hour, it's kind of a dickish move if you think that person's being malicious by taking an hour in any day and age, like if they're on a showing and they just can't get back to you, in that hour until they answer, if you're the kind of person who sits there and says, What's wrong with this person? Yeah. Like I, I asked a question and my client's waiting and da da, take a step back, take a deep breath, picture your own situations and the fact that life doesn't revolve around every transaction for everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you can assume the best in people until you're proven otherwise, yeah. you're going to be off, you're, you're going to be off to a much better start.
0: Yeah, that's the thing because I think a lot of times we start getting phone calls like it's like you've had a listing and they just went in for a buyer's visit and you get a call right after and the like the the first thing that pops into my head I'm like oh crap what what's wrong now you yeah. know what I mean and like a lot of times it's just like it a was quick great. question or like who's who's the hydro company or whatever it is and so yeah I think if you can try to approach whenever you get those kinds of calls or emails like just it's It's part of the transaction. Nothing's the end of the world. You can work through anything. And a lot of times it's really not as bad as you
1: think it is. And you can also take those conversations, even if you do get a call or someone reaches out to you and it does have somewhat of a negative feel to it, you have the ability to help flip the person as well and get them in a more positive mindset, Mm -hmm. right? So not everybody's going to have listened to this podcast and now going out there and being all happy and and friendly with everybody but it will change with the more people who actually take that mindset into their deals it's a lot harder to be an ass to someone who's not an ass Mm -hmm. right so the change starts with you i know (laughs) i know you're already positive and all that but you know even if i think about when we do auctions initially Mm -hmm. when the phone would ring and we had an auction that was live my mind would go First off, when someone would call and say, tell me about this, if it's an agent, Mm. my mind would tell myself they hate it. Mm. They're saying, tell me about this because they're skeptical and they don't like it and whatever. When the reality is a lot of them just really wanted to know more about it. And when the conversation on our end was positive and educational and professional, the conversations, especially now, like, you know how it is now, Mm -hmm. they all, whether they started positive or negative, they all end positive. And that's how you want to deal with people, your clients, other agents, just be respectful, be professional, and it will come back to you tenfold versus
0: yeah. not and being it, that way. And I think it's important to note that it might not necessarily come back to you in that transaction, right. but it will come back to you in the future. So keep the faith.
1: Keep the faith. <laughs> and that we're going to, yeah, we're going to make this, I mean, it's still not a very short episode, I know, but we done. Wrap her up. So all the best and happiness and smiles to all of you. Go out there, give someone a hug today, but don't touch them because it's COVID. Give them an (laughs) e-hug. An e-hug. Give them an e-hug. And I hope uh, (laughs) that I end this sentence soon so we can be done. (laughs) Thanks for listening.
0: Have a good week.
1: Bye. Bye.